Today's episode of the Morning After podcast is chock full of goodies, including some teasers, some answers from last week's podcast. Uh, Coming up, Jenny, after teasing you for a week, Mm -hmm. I will tell you about the time I had a warrant out for my arrest. I can't believe it. I've been, you you know, my love of true crime. I know. And this is a story that I'm going to enjoy, and I can't believe you've held out on me for this long. Also, there was this person in your childhood. I thought he was your neighbor. He wasn't your neighbor. What is this person in relation to you as if from your childhood? Here's what's hilarious about it, to be honest with you. There really is no story. It's just that I went to this very random babysitter when I was young. Because this is, well, we'll get into it. But okay. uh, the babysitter's husband's name was Chug. Yeah, and and you, you say it's not that interesting of a story. Anybody <laughs> whose name, is, who, who gets the nickname Chug... There's no way there's not a story worth sharing there, Yeah, and I'd like to know it. But we'd like to start off this episode of the Morning After Podcast with Mike Keller and Jenny Matthews with a joke. And Jenny will not be telling this joke. I will not be telling this joke. We're not nearly as funny. Exactly. So the day before we recorded this podcast, I'll be honest with you, I had kind of a little craptastic day. It just wasn't a good day for me. Yep. Um, And so you, God bless you, you're a good friend, and so you're... Uh, and you say you're an empath, which I still, I don't fully believe that, but oh, you, you need to believe that. I know, I know. When you're hurting, I'm hurting. When which, you're upset, I'm upset. Which it makes me feel worse because I don't want to project my bad days onto you. You don't need to have a bad day. Just I have a bad day. That's ridiculous. It's not your fault. It's honestly just the way I am. I, I That's why I have to be very careful with what news stories and such that I take in because honestly, I can take it on and it's too much. It's weird to me, but I mean, I'm sorry. I feel like. Do you like that about yourself? Not to give that, um, that seems weird. It's a blessing to me. and a curse. I love to be able to be empathetic, I you, lo- but I but sometimes it is a real. I have to be careful with it. Is it all feelings? Like, do you, if someone is there's like the day I become a father, uh-huh. right? Like, will you feel my joy? Yeah, I oh, will. Okay, so okay, so it's it's both good and it goes bad. both ways. Okay. But I like the good stuff, so I don't I don't think about that too right, much. But right, when right. I go down the rabbit hole and when I go down to the negative path of things, yeah. I forget it. And I just had a craptastic day the yeah, day before whatever. we this. Day. And said so, anyway, so you sent me this hilarious video, and it was of your son who out of nowhere decided he was going to start being a political comedian. Listen, I was getting him ready to jump in the shower, helping him get his shoes off and whatever, and he just busts out with this. Who's there? Oh, hold on. I meant, hold on. I didn't start it to get I'm sorry. The volume was not turned up all the way. This is the podcast, what we do. All right, here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Joe Biden. Joe Biden, who? Joe Biden, Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> I did not. He's eight years old. And where did he hear that joke from? He made it up. <laughs> so he's. So he. Out of nowhere comes in the bathroom and just says this joke and I'm dying and I'm like, I have to get this on video. So, and you know, sometimes with a kid, you try to get them to recreate it. They don't do it. He recited it exactly the same way the second time. That's That's why I was able to capture it. Yeah. Unbelievable. Hilarious. That is so awesome. So, and for the record, we don't really talk politics around the kids. Like, I don't know. He came up with all this. (laughs) And we certainly don't talk about D's and nuts. Well, yeah, sure you don't. Okay. Um, And I feel like, and that's the beauty of like the innocence of kids is like, that was not like politically charged in any way. He just noticed that Biden happens to sound like Biden. Yeah. And and just made up a play on words there. Well, nuts are hilarious. So anytime anybody says the word nuts, it was, uh, what else? What did we say today? We said, um, we were talking about, we were talking about the spelling 
of the word donuts. Let's get into this for just a minute. First yeah. of all, you and I typically, especially when we're talking about grammar, spelling, or, you know, you and I are kind of the same on names. Like, if your name is Adeline, let's not spell it A-D-D-H-Y-L-Y-N-N-I-H-I. There's, re- <laughs> there's I mean? really like, no need for multiple Ys in There's there. really not. So, it was funny to me when we were talking about the word donut today, and I prefer the D-O-N-U-T spelling. You like the D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T. You like it. No. For the fifth time today, you have misunderstood what I'm saying. I'm agreeing with you in that I prefer the shorter spelling of the word donut. Do you? The only thing I said, and I'm right, but you don't care that I'm right, is that technically (laughs) the correct way to spell donut is D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T-S. Is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, that is the... Merriam-Webster way of spelling the word Yo, donut. Yeah, guess what, Miriam? <laughs> old school. Get out of here with that. I want D-O-N-U-T, donut. Oh, okay, but see, now I think you're a hypocrite by saying that because uh, on the same subject, you know, so they just changed the word, the spelling of the word donuts, just like they changed the wording or the spelling of the word canceled where they got rid of that second L. Yeah, okay, I'll be a hypocrite here because it stresses me out with just the one L. Because canceled has always had two always. L's, and then all of a sudden one day some nincompoop moron spells it wrong. Canceled and, and the, it canceled the other L. They canceled, canceled, canceled. <laughs> what? When cancel culture cancels, canceled. Uh, that's a hell. Like what a day. I don't know. What a time to be alive. Anyway, so all, all I was saying is, is that I agree. It's much easier to write out donuts as D O nuts, and then yeah. But I was telling you D O U G H nuts, and then on the air I may have made a joke about how you're. I said, well. <laughs> Donuts aren't the worst kind of nuts to have in your mouth or something like that. It was yeah, very it really hilarious. went down a very you know naughty path today on the air. It, it, is, it is what it is. It happens sometimes. Anyway, so what, <laughs> what would you like to get out of the way first? Uh, either would you like to tell the story of Chug? I want to get it out of the way because it's not that big of a story. It's not? All right, so here's the thing. So my parents both worked very hard, by the way, growing up. Both parents worked full-time jobs, and so... We didn't really have a whole lot of choice but to go to a variety of babysitters along the way. And it's just funny because with each babysitter in my small rinky-dink hick town, (laughs) I just have, you know, sometimes my mom and I will sit around and just start roaring with laughter about some of the sitters. And just think about the way I parent now and the fact, like, I would never drop my kids off at some of these houses. Like, there's no way. You wouldn't drop your kids off to be taken care of by a guy named Chug? Here's what's funny. To be fair... My mom heard, and supposedly this Mrs. Kellball was her name. She was the the babysitter, but she was like the best in town. Like supposedly she was. That's that's where you go. You need childcare. She's yeah, the Mrs. one. Mrs. Kellball was the kinder care of Westminster, Maryland. That's that's what that's what old legend says, right? Okay, okay. So we did. That's where we went. And I just know that I had some very random experiences at that house. Like I remember one time I was doing snow angels on the carpet. Because that's fun to do on the carpet. Sure. But I didn't realize when you did that on the carpet, you would get rug burn on the backs of your hands. Of course. So I had done that for so long because I was obviously very entertained at this sitter that I was doing snow angels on the carpet for a good chunk of time that I started to bleed. And so I remember it started to bleed and I needed a Band-Aid. Well, Mrs. Kelbaugh's daughter was literally making out with her boyfriend on the couch behind me. I mean, let's just paint that picture. I'm Mm. maybe seven, six. I have no idea. And I have to ask her, I have to interrupt her makeout session to ask her for a Band-Aid. That poor guy might have been feeling a boob for the first time I'm and serious. you messed it up. I totally screwed it up. I remember mm. her name was Wanda. Anyway, we so call she... call that a cock block, Jenny. That's what we call that. I'm so serious. 
She was so irritated with me. I was totally messing with her whole makeout sesh. Anyway, that's one memory. The other memory I have is that I was eating my lunch, which I believe it was mayonnaise sandwiches. And I don't even want to talk about that because it makes me want to throw up. And I was eating my lunch and I was sitting on the carpet eating my lunch because why wouldn't you sit on the carpet to eat your lunch at the babysitters? And I remember that there all of a sudden I looked over and there was just a on the carpet, just like an ant farm, just like (laughs) thousands of ants on the carpet. Okay, you haven't answered my question yet. Okay, so this is Tell all me leading about up Chug. to. Okay, so then, so her husband and all I Who's remember husband? about him, Mrs. Cobal, the babysitter. Okay, the babysitter's her, husband. Her husband's name was Chug, <laughs> and I don't know why his name was Chug. I just remember he looked like a lumberjack, and his name was Chug. That's it. That's the story. That's it. God, what a terrible story. It digs up a lot of weird memories of Do my childhood. Do you think Chug was an alcoholic? Like you think he lo- fa- you know he was a, a favorite at the local watering hole and he, and he maybe slammed him back quicker than the rest of the lumberjacks and as that's an adult, why yeah as an adult looking back that's probably what happened but I don't really know it's not fair for me to judge or say I don't really know yeah. I had, my uncles had a buddy coming I mean he almost became like a just a, a an unofficial uncle in the group but his name was trash really yeah and we always just hung out it was just and and I I love trash. Well, yeah, trash is a good dude. But now sure. that I think, now that I look back and think about, it, he always had like the fake Oakley sunglasses. And when I tell you the dude had the waterfall come out, like you know how the most mullets go down to like the the bottom of the back of your neck. Yes, he had a he had a flow that mullet style, but it went all the way. It went down to about just below his shoulder blades. Stop it. Yeah, that was and, and his name was trash. Was it real ch- choppy at the end? Like it wasn't like a straight line across. No, no, it was yeah, like it real was all, all different lengths. You know, mm. he, he just he just let it go, and he had this laugh. I remember he his he like the uh, like you know he hit the punchline like Miles joking. D Joe Biden D's nuts. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> but it was real raspy like that. Yeah. Uh, trash. Well, I good, remember once good dude, man. I loved him. We had a painter one time. If my mom, which she does listen to the podcast, she's probably listening, dying laughing right now. We had a painter once, and we remember all these random people from my small hick town. You know, just we remember all sure. these random people that came into our lives. And so she hired a painter one time to paint our house. <laughs> he looked like Ernest. Do you remember Hayvern? Yeah, 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 sure. Looked exactly like him. And I think he ate cigarettes for breakfast because he would start, and I don't know why he would start laughing while he was painting, but he would start laughing and it was like emphysema times 10. It was. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Hold on. Let me defend this guy that I don't know, but I'm going to defend him because I feel like there have been times during our morning show where you've gotten me to laugh real hard and it kind of sounds like that. And I've never had a cigarette in my life. I'm not doing it justice right now. Take that. Was it like a... Yeah, it was, it was terrible. I mean, it was from the depths of his lungs. Right. Really was. Anyway, these stories probably aren't funny to anyone else. But no, I, because here, here's why they are. Okay. Because everybody can... Everybody grew up knowing somebody like that. Even like, oh my God, the painter at my mom's house. Or, oh my God, my babysitter's husband. Like, everyone has that person, but that story. But do you story. know what's funny? Don't you wonder if you've ever been a person in someone's life where they sit around, oh, hey, remember that guy? You remember that Mike? You remember that guy? Like, don't you ever wonder if... Does anybody Ooh. tell stories about You know you? what? I could see potentially, and this is interesting, I haven't thought about this ex-girlfriend in probably 15 years, but I have a high school ex-girlfriend that I could see her family gathered around the Thanksgiving table <laughs> talking about, just because we were all very different people. Yeah. And as I'm older and more mature now, like, that's okay, but I really disliked them. Like, I really enjoyed hanging out with her, but her family really sucked, and they were really rude to me from day one. Yeah. And I get them, I'm 19 years old, yeah. um, and she's, like, 18. Her three older brothers are all cops, and so they're all, like, they, like, are getting their... And, like, like 
We love on we love and respect our police officers. Of course we do. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't mean there aren't these guys weren't like bad cops. Like they weren't doing anything like racist or crazy no, like right. that. But they like really got their rocks off off the fact that they were cops. They could intimidate little teenagers they like to me. They wanted to intimidate. And, and, but they like but they, but they like never stopped. Right. Because they just thought it was so fun. And I'm like, this is no. And like so, I was at this time. I was in radio school. And I was like, I'm gonna be a radio DJ because I mean, I, and I kind of I would try to like build the bridge with them. I'm mm-hmm. like, because. Because you all know sometimes I talk too much. Ha, ha, ha. Might as well be on the radio, like, trying to make a joke about it. And they're like, well, you can't date her if you, uh, if you're on the radio. My, my buddy, my buddy Chris, your buddy Chris, your buddy Chris, my buddy Chris did radio. He had to quit after a year because they don't pay enough. And I'm like, and I insult, and I actually didn't originally mean this as an insult, but I was just being honest with him. I was like, well, he probably wasn't talented enough. (laughs) <laughs> but, but that was, I kind of didn't, I was just really just being honest, but I, then I realized later, oh, wow, I just took a real big cheap, sh- not even a cheap shot, a legit jab at their buddy Chris, yeah. who probably did suck, because I got to tell you, I'm not doing bad, and I've been in the game 15 years oh now. God, that's funny. I could see that family, I could see that family just, you remember that radio DJ you dated? Like, yeah, I'm still doing it, now I'm doing it in Kansas City, and it's pretty darn awesome, is all oh I'm saying. Oh my gosh. <sighs> what do you want to talk about next, Jenny? Um, well, didn't you have a list? Okay, so we talked about all those things. Anything in have... particular in my life that maybe I haven't told you before that you're just dying to know well, yeah, about? Well, I want you to tell me why you had a warrant out for your arrest. And first of all, how old were you? 19. Okay, do tell. And oh. by the way, was that the, the the girlfriend with the cop brothers? Was that before or after the oh. warrant? I will tell you that in 45 seconds. All right, enough waiting. Tell me about your arrest warrant. Well, when I was 19, Jenny, I didn't make the best decisions. Like a lot of 19-year-olds don't make the best decisions in their life. None of us did. And uh, so I'll tell you exactly what happened. I was hanging out with a couple buddies and we got a call because we didn't, you know, you couldn't text yet in in 05 because it costs like 10 cents per text message. And my mom's like, you better not. It was past 9 p.m. So they just called me. Mm -hmm. Hey, having a party over here. You guys need to come on out. And we're like, probably a five to ten minute drive away, and at this point we had already gotten our hook, gotten our beer hook up for the night. So we had our case of beer. As us nineteen year olds, we were very pumped up about this. Oh yeah, buddy calls. I'm having a little get together. Maybe this particular girl you have a crush on is over here. All right, let's go. So we get in the car. Five minute drive to my buddy's house. On the way, boom, DUI checkpoint. Oh my god, you scared me. I thought you were having a DUI. No, 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 Never no. Just, okay. I had I had a checkpoint. Yeah, yeah. And, oh uh, no. Yeah, sober as a goat, but I'm 19 years old. So, uh, and we had even packed it in a cooler, like we had it on ice. We had ice cold. It was so awesome. And um, we hit the checkpoint, and the cops like, uh, well, you know, what do you got in the cooler back there? And I was like, eh, a couple deli sandwiches and some ice cold Pepsi. So it's in your back seat. It's in the back so seat. So he yeah. can see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, should like, put it in the trunk. Uh, yeah, lesson learned, right? And I said, ah, we just got a couple deli sandwiches and ice cold Pepsi. We're going on a nighttime picnic. And he kind of looks at me and I'm like... A nighttime picnic? That's really what you could come up so, with? So, come on! Well, no, because I knew I was busted. I knew it. So I was like... And he kind of looks at me. He's like, yeah, is that what we're going with? And I'm like, no, it's beer. And he's like, uh, he's like, any of you 21 in the car? No, sir, we're not. All right, you got to pull in. I said, yes, oh, I said, yes, no. sir, no problem. I, I knew we were busted. It was like it was scary, but I, I knew we were busted. You don't oh, you don't lie at that point. So you just nervous. you just say I got beer. I'm on my way to a friend's house. That's it. Because I was literally I was going to go over there, have myself a time. I already knew the spot in the basement I was going to sleep in. Like mm-hmm. I, I was not planning on doing any driving. Mm-hmm. Like I had it all responsibly planned out. Did he I make you just, do a sobriety check though? No, Did no, he- no, no, no. Because no, I mean I was I was speaking to him clearly. I was just telling yeah. him like I got a buddy I, down Willot Road here. We're going to go going over to his house party and. I've already got a place in the basement where I was going to crash. And he's like, 
He's like, okay. He's like, well, you know, I, I can't let you go here. This is a no tolerance checkpoint. I was like, I understand. And the worst part, he made us pour out the beer. We had to oh, open them all. Sucks. 24 pack, one by one, pop bottles. And look, he's doing his job. Yeah. It's absolutely what he needed to do. But you know, there was a part of him that remembers his younger self mm-hmm. and was like, dang, like, this sucks. Because he was, knew that you were, you know, you really weren't doing anything. Yeah, I wasn't drunk. But he's like, but he's like, but he's like, hey, also, because you're minor, he's like, I. He's like, I don't think you've had anything to drink or whatever, but the law says, you know, you can't, I can't let you leave here. You have to have a, somebody come pick you up. You're not allowed to drive. Right. So he's like, you need to call somebody. And I'm like, oh, gosh, dang it. Now, Jenny, you know, at this point, in this point in my life, the relationship with my mom has always been good. Yep. So and I very call, open. I call my mom. So, and it's, I mean, it's not even like, it's like 10 o'clock. Yeah. Call my mom. She's like, what's up? I'm like, well, <laughs> mom, I, did, I, was, I was like, hey, uh, we're at the Vista Grande restaurant. She knows it's like right up the road. I was like, uh, they had a checkpoint and I went through it. I had beer in the car. They won't let me drive. I need you to come get me. She kind of sighs. She's like, OK, thank you for calling me. Um, let me get dressed. I'll be up there like 15 minutes. Okay. She comes up there. And that's, listen, as a mom, that's what I want. I yeah. want my kid because my kids are going to do crap like that. And so, I want them to call so me. So she comes up. She drives to the, she goes through the, through the checkpoint. Have you had anything to drink? She's like, no, I'm here to pick up my son that you pulled over about a half hour ago. And they're like, oh, come on so in. So were you in a jail cell? No, 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 no. They, I just, I stayed on site at the oh, restaurant. There. I just, okay, we just stayed okay. there. Um, and they, uh, they, they, they swoop, they pick me up. And um, we got in the car. It was me and two friends who were on our way over there. We all get in the car. My mom takes everybody home. And uh, while we're all in the car, she sits down. She looks over me and she just says, she's like, thank you for calling me. However, as your mom, I, I need to say this. And she dramatically pauses. And then she says, I'm really glad that they didn't have checkpoints when I was your age. Mm-hmm. That, like that. And we just all just went, bah! But I she's think like, that's exactly what I would Tell my kids, you so, you got to speak real talk. Yeah, and, and she knew, she could tell we were all nervous and we felt bad. So she did oh, a good yeah. job of reading that and then just kind of calming us all down. Anyway, I'm making this a really long story about my arrest warrant. I apologize for that. Well, but before you get to that, did she ground you? Obviously, you got in trouble, right? I got in a little bit of punishment, but my mom has always been cool. She's like, she she realized that the fear of going through that checkpoint and all that, like. Oh, that's th- all you needed. Yeah, yeah that was yeah, all yeah. I needed. So so we, we were good. She was just like, you know, don't do it. Da, da, da. But anyway, so. Fast forward. At this point, I am, uh, you know, I'm getting ready. I'm, I'm starting my radio career. I had moved away from my mom's house. I moved down to Lebanon, Missouri, to start my radio career. My mom calls me one night and she's like, "Hey, <laughs> I just saw your. You know how like these these towns have like their local cable access channels. <laughs> yep. My mom watches those occasionally once in a while, see if she knows anybody on the list. Oh, no. And my name popped Stop up. Stop it. Turns out my name had been on the arrest. I'd had a warrant out for over a year. But why? I don't get it. What had happened was, after so that night, I got charged with an MIP, a minor in possession of alcohol yeah. called an MIP. I got charged with an MIP, and the, my, the town I lived in at the time was very like strict, no policy, like no result. I honestly, I loathe that town to that day for that reason because they like, over, like it was over a thousand dollars in fines. I had to go to like this Dang. alcohol abuse class and all that just for having beer in my car yeah. as a nineteen. Like, sh- shut up. Well, I know, but they have to do something, or they people would just something. keep doing it. They yeah. have to do something, but that's too much. Charging a nineteen-year-old who's bagging groceries a thousand dollars in fines—that's yeah, ridiculous. That's a lot. And by the way, when I go to that town now, I see the brand new police station they built with my money, and I kind of hold up a middle finger at I that feel stupid like a community police station. Service would have been a better. Or something better, or, or a little, like a two hundred and fifty dollar fine would have taught me more than that. But they fine me over a thousand dollars. Then they make me pay for the stupid alcohol abuse class. Anyway, but it was like you had to go to the class. It was like three different nights. You had to go like like three Wednesdays in a row or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
Some of that got lost in translation. I thought I only had to go twice, so I ended up, I missed like one of the classes, mm-hmm. not even realizing it. So I'm thinking I'm done with everything. Oh, it's all no. done. Nope. So boom, warrant goes out for my arrest. I move out of town, but I'm still in the state. Anyway. What in the world do you do to clear this up? So, and it got to the point where they like literally, they like suspended my driver's license for a year when I found out about this. Yeah, and you had, can you imagine if you had gotten pulled over and they were like, well, we're going to take you in. We got a warrant out for you. Well, my, oh my God, I would have died. So my mom calls me, tells me all this. And I'm like, well, mom, I appreciate the heads up. But honestly, that town can kick rocks. I'm like, I'm not going to give them my money. They took enough of my money. I'm not giving them anymore. They can, you know, we're on the podcast. They can suck it. Wait, but you but you got to get rid of your warrant. So I told her, I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I'm living on down here, barely making ends meet right now, trying to start a career. I don't have time for this BS three hours away. If they want to come get me, they can come get me. But hold on. Hold if on. you had gotten pulled over in Lebanon. Correct. Then we'll- so I just drove a lot because technically I was driving the entire time I lived there, which was almost a year. I yeah. was driving on a suspended license. I shouldn't have been driving. But I didn't know that. But at the end of the day. Wait, you're not clearing this up enough for me. I'm hold about on a minute. To. Okay. I'm about to. All right. Okay. What ended up at how we got the whole thing resolved is. Yeah. One day. My mom went to like it, it went went to court on my behalf because they would do like hearings every Tuesday or yeah. whatever. So like you know, everybody with the speeding tickets or the pot charges or whatever, you know, they go and you stand in front of the judge, guilty, not good. My mom went to the judge and she's like, "Here's the case number. This is my son. My son currently has a warrant out for his arrest." And she's like, "And so the judge is like, why isn't he here?" And my mom basically just pled with the judge. She was like. Here's the deal. He did all this. He did all this. We found out what happened was he didn't realize he just he simply missed one of these classes. He's a good kid. The reason he's not here is because he got his first job in what is hopefully a very long career. It's three hours away. He's barely making his, but he's working his butt off. He's a good he's he's a good kid who's proven he's a good kid. He's getting his career started. Yeah. Go mom. Yeah, and she and she's like, I need this to go away. She just really went to Mamo. She's Good like, for her. She, yeah, she's like, I need this to go away. Yeah, like, like, yeah. And so she explained it to the judge, and I guess the judge was cool enough to where he's like, I see what you're doing. You're good. Obviously, it's, it's you know, other than this, he doesn't have any sort of a record, whatever. So here's what we're going to do. He does owe this amount. Like they try, So my mom ends up paying them like another $300 just to get me yeah. out of everything. So he's like, yeah, for 300 bucks, we'll okay, wipe the charges. Well, okay. Whatever so, it takes, but Congratulations, that's ridiculous. city of St. Peter's, Missouri. I hope that <laughs> new police department is... I, I hope a tornado hits that stupid See, building. See, funny, though. You're so mad about it. I'd be like, thank God. Like, that's no, done. It's I, away. No, there was, there was a relief when it was over. Because it's yeah. interesting because I knew... I wasn't quite sure if that was all the way taken care of yet. And then I had moved to Illinois. I got pulled over in Illinois. But my warrant was in Missouri, so it didn't show up when I got pulled over in Illinois. So, whoo, dodged that, that bullet. That is wild. Anyway. And so, that, it's done. It's so, over. Yeah, no, So, But I had an arrest warrant out for myself in St. Peter's, Missouri for over a year, like oh 15 gosh. years ago, and never even knew about it. That until, is crazy. You're so lucky. Only because I could just imagine, like, yeah. what if it was just this little speeding ticket or something, and you got pulled over, and they're like, oh, my we're going to take you in. It could have been so much worse. It could have been oh so much worse. God. You know, I love true crime. I love trials. I watch, tri- I watch a new trial every week on Court TV. I really am a big geek. But every time, like a verdict just came down for a case I was watching this week, and every time the verdict comes down, and like yesterday, it was life in prison without the possibility of parole. And I just have to think, I mean, no matter, and this of course was a terrible case. He like murdered somebody. It was to, he need, that's exactly what he needs to do. He needs to be in jail for the rest of his life. You were yelling at the computer watching this verdict come oh, down. But I just can't imagine, no matter what you've done, and you know what? I'm not defending the guy. He was a terrible, it sounds like a terrible person, but right. he was on drugs at the time. And you wonder now he's been in jail all this time. He's cleaned himself up. He's sober. He's probably like, oh my God, I cannot believe that I went down that path. And I did that. And you do wonder if there's any remorse there. And then you think you're getting that sentence. What does that even feel like when someone tells you you're going to prison for the rest of your life? 
no chance of getting out. I just can't imagine. Going to jail is like my deepest, darkest, biggest fear. Can you even imagine? I cannot. Well, there, I mean, I've done an overnighter. Okay, I can't with you and your criminal past. Like, what's <laughs> happening right now? <laughs> this was also like 18, 19 years old, but uh, I was at a different part. I was at an apartment, apartment complex with some friends, and uh, I was just with the wrong group. There was one dude who couldn't couldn't handle his beer, and he was like going out damaging people's property and stuff. And didn't tell any of us that he was out there doing it because he was like, I'm going to smash rearview mirrors off cars and things like that just because he's a douchebag. And uh, then he's like, he comes back to the party and he's like, hey, man, can we go? Like, he's like, I, I, I need to, I need like he, like, he had said something like, again, we're all 18. Or he's like, hey, man, my, my mom says I got to go home or something like that. And, and I, I was always usually the driver. And I was like, I was like, yeah, man, we'll take you home. What's whatever? Because it was kind of winding down anyway. So. We go, and as we pull out, a whole bunch of cops pull in because somebody called the cops, saying somebody's going around smashing all these windows. So one of those cops immediately loops around, pulls me over, sees that this guy's uh, hands are all messed up from smashing mirrors, we all get arrested. So you go to prison. So oh, I didn't prison. go to prison. <laughs> Jenny, I went, I went to, okay, the, I the, literally the went to the, to the sub, suburban <laughs> okay. jail. Wait, but what is that like? You go in and they slam the door. Oh no, my god! Yeah, and so, so, yeah, yeah, so, so they, 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 they I would have cried. No, they, well, they questioned me. They asked what happened, and I'm like, uh, and and at this point, he was telling us in the car, "Oh my god, you guys are pulling us over because I did this, I did this, I did this." Oh and my you gosh! Bet I snitched on that dude. The cops were like, "What? What do you know?" And I'm like, "I'll tell you exactly what happened. This dumb son of a gun, <laughs> can't handle his booze and did all that." And I'm like, "I know I'm in the wrong because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm." Got a couple suds in me. I'm feeling good, but I'm like, this this guy's doing this all that dumb guy. stuff. And they're like, all right, You're well, a snitch. You know what happens? The snitches don't you? Yeah, I know, but what, I, I don't know this guy. Actually, I did <laughs> not get stitches. I did not know what happened to snitches at the time. All I know is I'm trying to get my butt out of there because right. I'm like, I do not belong here. Anyway, what ends up happening is so I get put in a cell, and then they uh, and then it opens like 15 minutes later. And well, my, can we can we back up just a minute? They put you in a cell. Yeah. Are you freaking out? Are you crying? Are you dying? Are you like, um, what are you doing? I'm upset. I'm I'm ticked off at the guy, and yeah, I'm also no, but just you're in a jail up, cell. I know, but I'm upset. I'm I'm honestly worried about like oh my god, I got, I'm gonna have to call my mom and tell her that I went to jail for a night. Like, how it long? Sucks. And how long after the other they incident out, was they, this? Uh, I I, I couldn't Couple tell years? you. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, Somebody. we don't know. Whatever. Um, from like 18 to 20, I just got all my bad stuff out of the way then. Um, so. We, okay, so I, I get put in the job. I'm, I'm, I'm upset. I'm at this point. I'm like, I wish I would have hung out. I was just, I wish I was just like hanging out with my girlfriend at the time. Instead, I was really bummed. I was like, gosh, dang it! But um, then about 15 minutes later, they they open, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm getting a cellmate. Oh my god, this is this is terrifying. A cellie. Me. A cellmate. But cellie. Turns so out, turns out, it's my but not the guy who was being dumb, but it was my my real close buddy that was there. Like, Thank he, God. He had talked to the guy. Now this Thank guy God it wasn't Big Bubba. Well, well this guy. <laughs> Now, this guy had, had done a couple. Now, he, he was not the best kid to hang out with. We were buddies at the time. I actually enjoyed hanging out with him. He had told the cops, hey, this is my guy's like first night here. Like, put me in his cell to calm him down because he's probably freaking out right now. And yeah. they did. So we actually, we sat in the jail cell for the night and just kind of talked life, love, and the pursuit of happiness and all that stuff. And but you had to make your one phone call like they do in the movies? No, we didn't get a phone call. Uh, they left us in there till 6 in the morning, and then they let us out. Um, we, I called my mom, and she and my mom was just just, she's just like, so where you been all night? And I'm like, Mom, we got thrown in the O'Fallon jail. I didn't do. I was with the wrong people. I did not do anything wrong. And I know that doesn't even matter. I'm just with the wrong people. I know we have to have a talk when I get home. I need to get some McDonald's because I'm starving, and then I will be home right after that. And she's like, Okay, well, I'm not going to go to work. I'm waiting for you to get home. And I'm like, That's. I'm like, No problem. I know. I know. I'm in for it. Let me get my boy. Let me let me get the friend home. I'll come, and then let me get some. Can I get some breakfast? And let me come home. She's like, Get some breakfast. Get home. I said, 
So what was your punishment from mom? Uh, I know I, I forget. She had to give you a little something for that one. Yeah, no, she she did. And uh, she basically said, you know, and, and I was in the halfway through radio school at the time. She's like, you cannot screw this up. Like, so it was basically, you need to stop hanging out with that. Right. Like, I get why you like him, but you need to stop hanging out with him. And I did after that. I was like, that's probably the end of me hanging out with that particular group of people. Right. And that's the time I spent a night in jail. All right, this is great. Well, I feel like we're nearing the end of the podcast. That was quite a was quite a time. Jenny, I've got so much more to talk about. Carry on. I mean, I'm here. Got all day. Did you? I don't uh, really have all day. I have to get Botox at 11, so okay. we do need to wrap oh, this up. Time, okay. <laughs> One more quick story here. And this is a total, total sign that we're completely changing the subject here because I just saw this in the news. Yet. Did you know? You know how like... Uh, a lot of news right now in the politics. People are talking about how there's a this spending bill that, that the president's trying to get passed, like $3.5 trillion spending mm-hmm. bill. And a lot of people are like, no, that's irresponsible. And everyone has their opinion. I think that's too much. Like, I don't, I don't understand how you can approve something like that. Did you know? And this is from Axios.com. So this could be complete BS. I don't know. But take it for what. At any given point in time, the U.S. Mint with a signature from the United States Treasurer, could mint a $1 trillion coin in a couple hours. Put it in the bank, the New York Federal Bank, and all of a sudden wipe our debt out by a trillion like that. Well, I've always thought that. If we make the money, why can't... And we, they always talk about the debt, the debt, the debt. When yeah. we make the money, just make some more. Congress, is, uh, their solution to the debt ceiling problem could take weeks, uh, but they're saying time is running out. In case of emergency, they could deploy a trillion-dollar coin to bridge the gap between the money running out and the ceiling, the debt ceiling being raised. The U.S. Mint already produces a one-ounce platinum eagle and has no shortage of platinum banks. So these are coins made out of platinum. They could produce a trillion-dollar platinum coin they would have to just kind of weigh it exactly and then, you know, put the and then mold it, like put the eagle stamp on it and make it official U.S. currency. And they could have it at the the, the federal bank in New York within a couple of like they would literally helicopter it there. And like, boom, we have an extra trillion dollars. So now the debt ceiling is there. Isn't that just, wild. Just Venmo it. <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> I just set up Apple Pay on my phone. I'm kind of excited about it. Are you going to waive your uh, because here I was really excited to use Apple Pay when COVID started mm-hmm. because of uh because you didn't have to touch anything. You could just tap tap your phone to the thing, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But now, all your our credit cards all have the little micro. You don't even have to put the chip in anymore. You just wave your, you just tap yeah. your credit card. You're going to go. So I feel like now Apple Pay, all of a sudden, I don't even need that anymore. Yeah. I mean, there's always something. I never carry cash, though. I always feel like we had some creeper in the parking lot this morning coming into work. And I'm thinking, if anybody tried to rob me, it would be such a waste of their time. I mean, you're going to get a lot of nothing. Yeah. A lot of chapstick. <laughs> Can we some wipes? Can we talk about this morning real quick? It was a wild time. Oh I pull into the parking garage and I don't see your car. And typically you arrive a little bit before I do. And I didn't see your car. And I thought, well, that's weird. But I knew you had had a day yesterday. So for a hot second, I thought about calling you because I was mm-hmm. like, mm. and then literally within one second, you called me and you said, hey. I said, hey, where are you? How far away from the building are you? You said, I just pulled into my parking spot. And I'm like, okay. Is there a bum around you right now? This dude begging for stuff. Well, and I had seen the guy and he was mm, kind of a younger guy. And I'm, I'm less worried about the older bums, but it's the younger ones that kind of worry me a little and, bit. And, and, and he looked like drugs were a very regular part of his life. He definitely did. You got to think this is like 
five o'clock in the morning ish, and in, it's in Westport. in Westport. It's dark, and there's just in. I feel like any, if you see somebody, it's an odd thing anyway, just because it's that hour of the morning. Anyway, yeah. but anyways, okay. So well, so hold on. It, so I pull into the lot, and I see this guy, and he looks like he's leaving the parking garage, but he was coming from where I was about to park my car. So I thought, mm, yeah, and okay, so this is we weird. missed each other by about thirty seconds yeah. because. 30 seconds earlier, I had pulled into my parking spot. I did beat you to work today. And I I, uh, I pulled into my spot. And as I pulled into the spot, I was kind of getting my stuff together, getting ready to get out of the car. I mm. look up and I see this dude literally walking towards my car, giving me that that wave like, hey, hey, can I hey, can I, can I yeah, get no, your you attention real quick? No, you can't anything Hell with me at that no, hour. You, no. I'm like, it is 5 o'clock in Westport. You're coming at me toothless with scraggly clothes, expecting me to open my door to you? Are you kidding me? No. And so here's the thing about that. Like anything in the middle of the night like that, you know, maybe if middle of the day a bum approaches you, it's definitely uncomfortable, but it's less uncomfortable. When it's like early morning hours, and it's pitch black in a garage. Yeah. I mean, come on. No, are, not happening. These are primetime Westport stabbing hours. I remember our someone rang our doorbell at like some ungodly hour, two or three o'clock in the morning, years and years ago. It was at our old house and someone rang the doorbell and I, you know, we're, we're scared because it's just such a weird hour. But, you know, we look out and we see what looks to be a nor I mean, looks like a normal looking person at the door ringing the doorbell. But I was not going to answer the doorbell at that hour. So no. we called the police because it's, Okay, somebody might need something. As it turns out, this person actually had wrecked their car right behind our house. And I think probably just must not have had a phone or whatever. Probably didn't feel like they had a choice. I'm like, dude, you can't come knocking to somebody's door at that hour. You we can't. did call 911, so they came and somebody helped them. But yeah. You never know. That is, yeah, no, you. there's never, yeah. I don't care. Like, you're just going to have to sit there and wait till the sun comes up. I'm sorry, I don't mean to knock mm. on my door. But yeah, this guy came up to me and 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 he like, trying to get and I was I literally re, I started my car and drove off and I looked at him and I went like like hell no. I gave him a big old hell no look and he's like come on man come on no, man me get out, here, no, get out of here dude think I'm an idiot anyway yeah. um well so we do have a security team that was there very kind and he came out <laughs> I love that the security guy comes out and I think he would do anything to protect any of us he seems like a very nice guy yeah but um he's got his little dog with him and the little dog well chihuahua was a little chihuahua had on a bow tie <laughs> And I just laughed, but when the drawers started barking at us, so I was like, "Okay, well, that could yep. scare somebody." So, if you've ever been to Westport, the uh, the parking garage has multiple entrances. You know, we come in the, there's the bottom entrance, and then there's one that like literally starts on level three. So I kind of circled the block a couple times, and I actually went in the 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 other entrance. And when I pulled in the other entrance, I saw the guy again. He had gone up a couple flights yeah, of stairs, no and I'm thanks. like, "I'm like, this guy's gotta go." So I, I pulled, I came mm-hmm. back down towards you guys, and we saw our, our our security guard friend there, and I was like, and he's like. He's like, yeah, I ju-, he had told me that he had jumped out of his car when he saw the guy walking towards my car. I didn't see any of that because I just rolled out. I'm like, nope, mm-hmm. not dealing with this. I don't know what this guy's got a, a shiv on him or anything like that. So, but then I, I told him, well, he's 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 upstairs now. He's on like level three. And he's like, oh, I'm going to go get him. And he with scooped his up his chihuahua and ran up the stairs, <laughs> which is the greatest story of all time. I had a stalker when I first moved here and I started doing radio nice. in in Westport because it's such a fancy place. Um, I did. And and the long story short, there's a lot of details to the story. I'll skip all those. But I will tell you that he was sending me emails that were basically telling me he was going to do terrible things to me in the parking garage. Lovely. Yeah. Nice guy, right? So he ended up going off to jail, um, you know, restraining order, the whole nine, whatever. Oh, yeah. But uh, it, it, I've always just had a little bit of a weird, creepy feeling about that garage anyway. Yep. <laughs> but thankfully, you and I try to get here really close to the same time. So I know even, there's been times I've called you said, hey, I'm just kind of feeling weird about it today. Can you come out, you know, meet me? Because I mean, oh, yeah. you with all your... 
It, yeah, you're manly, I'm, you know, manly. studliness. I almost named all the Spice Girls today. That's how manly I am on the show. <laughs> nah, but it makes you feel better to walk in with somebody. And the security team's always there. Yeah. Um, and, of course, now we have that chihuahua guarding everybody. I feel good about it. I know. That's awesome. Uh, I think it's only appropriate that we end the podcast the way we started it. Are you good with that? Uh, I think I am. All right. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Joe Biden. Joe Biden who? Joe Biden 